Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Carrie Mel Formation Awareness Month, and we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for Carrie Mel Formation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5, so you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time. Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 121 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. As you saw at the beginning here, we are still selling those t-shirts and posters, and even though this is October 1st, I'm going to extend it all the way to the weekend to wrap up any sales last minute. So don't miss out on getting your uh, merchandise, whether it's the poster for $10 or the uh, t-shirt for uh, $25. All the money is going to go uh, support Stevens Wrestling Journey and Carry Mall Formation, uh, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. But this is episode number 121. We're available right now live on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Facebook. You're going to get the audio version later on uh, on Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcast from. Tonight, we're going to run through some news, and we're jumping right into the finals the final four of our uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, uh, the greatest theme songs. Uh, it's coming down to tonight, and we'll see how it goes. But first, we need to get in some people. And from Toronto, Stephen. How are you, Stephen? Oh, it's been a week, and uh, it seems like it's going to be just a peachy weekend. I can imagine everything uh, keeps on changing with COVID and with your job spanning all from coast to coast with uh, the restaurant, health units changing uh, regulations to each region. I don't envy you one bit. Yeah, no, each region, each province, each city. And they wonder why I drink heavily. Understandable. Breathe. As we bring in from Niagara Falls, it is Jonesy. How are you, Jonesy? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. How's your week been? Uh, not too bad. My uh, place of work is pretty much permanently closed until this is over. Um, earliest is March 1st that I'll be uh, seeing that place again. So uh, I'm off doing some job hunting and Yabba dabba do. Anybody need a really good cleaner out there? Sounds like fun with Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, people might notice where you're starting a little bit early. Uh, Stephen has a uh, really important phone call to uh, do from, as I said, with the coast to coast uh, issues and COVID. And so we're going to uh, do a courtesy and start a bit early so we can get everything uh, taken care of. Uh, quickly looking at some news. Uh, Retribution looks like they've named Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, they have trademarked Reckoning, which is going to be uh, for Mia Yim. She's already using it on uh, Twitter. 
And there's also Mercedes uh, Martinez, who's going by retaliation. Um, if you've been following along on uh, Twitter, T-Bar, not the other name that I called him last week, uh, he's definitely been in very active on Twitter, uh, going after the likes of Chris Jericho, Eric Bischoff, and many more. Um, hey, if he can uh, be witty enough and get some uh, traction with that, maybe that's going to save uh, retribution as it goes along. Uh, the Rock apparently is going to be inducting uh, somehow, maybe by video, uh, Ken Shamrock uh, into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, Ken sent out a message wanting him to uh, do a video. Rock said, yeah, sure. So I guess whether Vince cares or not, uh, Rock's doing it. Uh, and so expect The Rock to have a video at Bound for Glory. Uh, helping to induct uh, Ken Shamrock into their Hall of Fame because Ken uh, thought his time with Rock and WWE was one of his best times in wrestling. Uh, the Miz uh, lawsuit against Otis, the uh, storyline based, apparently is based on uh, the whole Shawn Michaels Bret Hart spat from '97, uh, where uh, Bret was thinking, uh, saying it was an unsafe work environment. When Heyman Sean got into our uh, altercation and hair got ripped out, that's what they're playing off with Miz saying it's an unsafe work environment to uh, get Otis's money in the bank contract. We'll see if it plays out. Uh, but Otis seems to be lost and shuffle after he just got rid of Mandy Rose and ended their storyline. Uh, Billy Kidman is apparently back with WD after being furloughed. Uh, he's backstage. Um, so he's one of the guys who's fortunate enough to get his job back. And WD's looking to possibly go to an outdoor facility after their time in the Thunderdome at the end of October, well, this month, ends. Uh, and I guess in Florida, it's the best time to be doing outdoor shows, not uh, having to worry about the threats of uh, tropical storms and hurricanes and all that, and the weather's not so bad. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, any thoughts on those uh, points, guys, before we uh, do a couple more uh, news notes? I don't see um, them leaving. What is that in the background? That would be my stove cleaning. Don't worry. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's it's fine. It's just doing its thing. It's my new magic stove with Wi-Fi. If you, if you watched, well... They wouldn't have known, but we were talking offline before our fantasy warfare yesterday that I was thinking my Wi-Fi, so it's cleaning, so just it's fine. If if I if the place blows up, it's fine. I, it's it, at this point, it's fine. We'll see it live. Uh, yeah. So retribution won't be around for a little bit because they were, I guess, in contact with people with COVID nineteen, but they didn't get it. Uh, somewhat on the same line as Nikki Cross and. Uh, Shannon Baszler and Nia Jax, who didn't make the pay-per-view uh, this past weekend either. They're uh, not getting it, but because they're uh, in contact with people who did, they are doing the quarantine for 14 days. So no retribution for a bit. They didn't even have enough extras uh, to do uh, underground uh, on Monday night. So there's a lot of uh, things that happen uh, around there. Uh Got your message there, Chris. Uh, so, yeah, Raw was a lot different without those uh, two elements in there. 
Uh, RVD and Katie Forbes are apparently done with Impact Wrestling, and uh, they had been just doing a day-to-day thing. They might be uh, going to WWE. Uh, he said recently they had some projects to do with uh, them. Whether that gets him on, lo- on air in this era, who knows? I hope Katie Forbes is not part of that deal. If he I, does I, on TV. I don't think they're part of that deal. There's not a chance WWE would put her on TV. With She's her back. horrible. Um, I, I assume that they're going to end up in AEW and she's going to be wrestling in the women's division just because why not? Let's hope not, really. Um, the WWE draft is coming up soon. We'll talk about that, I think, on next week's episode uh, to see who we think is going to be moving. Uh, they already started moving people with like Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and uh, Drew Gulak without even an actual deal. Uh, Braun Strowman ended up on Raw Underground. They don't even care. I think some of those, like Dana Brooke and Drew Gulak, were because of the Cove. Oh, they most just, likely. They just need people. So, I mean, the draft is what, the 9th and the 12th or something? I believe so, yeah. The two uh, episodes, one on uh, SmackDown and one uh, on Raw. Um, so we'll see that one uh, soon. James Storm uh, uh, claimed that he was contacted by uh, WWE to uh, show up on Raw, but that didn't happen. And that's one of the reasons why NWA let him out of his deal, even though he's still tag team champions with Eli Drake. Um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Edge was on Busted Open Radio recently and said that his uh, recovery is going a little bit slower than uh, expected and doesn't know if it's because of his injury itself or because of his age. Uh, Slowing that down. Miro uh, is claiming that he's only a guest with uh, AEW and uh, doesn't know when he's going to wrestle next, but he was really disappointed, and so were a lot of others in his uh, debut match where he tweaked his ankle and just looked horrible. Um, And I guess he didn't even watch the stuff with uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley uh, making out, but he, I guess, didn't like it, obviously, because it's his wife, but knew that the fact is they were acting, and even though they were told to give it all they got, that's what they did because it's acting. Uh, Roman Reigns says he's not a Paul Heyman guy uh, based on his character. Uh, he's basing it on, I guess, a character named The Butcher from a movie called uh, Gangs, uh, Gangs of New York. Uh, so that's what it, uh, this going for. He's also saying, though, that Paul Heyman is a Roman Reigns guy instead. Just trying to change up how Paul is presented, I guess. I'm making a prediction now. You're going to see a Samoan dynasty with Paul Heyman leading it soon. Oh, I, I saw that. I uh, called that one uh, basically uh, last week when we were doing our predictions that the Usos are going to end up joining them. And it'll There's probably, a fourth guy that you're, you're not thinking of. Their other brother. Uh, I was saying the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Uh, the non-family member, though. Yeah. Is there another family member who wrestles? Uh, there's a few. Uh, I think there's a couple in MLW. Uh, of course, there's always uh, Haku's uh, guys. Mm. Are you in, I would think you want to keep it to 
four max. So you need another yeah. singles guy. If you're going to put the Usos I, in there. I think Rikishi has another son uh, that is uh, doing stuff. Isn't that uh, Jacob tattoo? Possibly, yeah. So uh, like, I, regardless, I don't. Fatu, Jacob Fatu just signed a new contract with MLW. I would expect, I think you go with a non-family member in Smojo who you know who could fit there and you don't have to worry too much about not being able to go in the ring. So that's yeah. me. I guess there's uh, heat on uh, Sami Zayn for the way he acts backstage. He tries to basically be funny and jovial like he would on a indie show uh, backstage, but that's rubbing a couple people the wrong way. He had to be pulled aside and talked to. But I guess it's not enough heat because he got that Intercontinental title this past weekend. Um, Sugar uh, Dunkerton, people would uh, recognize him as Pineapple Pete. He was seen in the latest Bianca Belair uh, EST video with the fastest, and he's also been uh, backstage or uh, part of uh, Raw Underground. So went from AEW jobbing for and being made fun of by Chris Jericho to this. Who knows if they'll increase. Jeff Hardy's DUI uh, court date has been moved again, so he's trying to still get rid of that, but can't seem to catch a break with the court system. John Cena was on The Tonight Show the other day, and he was asked about his wrestling career. He said that it's not over yet, uh, even though he has all these acting things coming up. Um, Warner Media is happy with AEW and suggests that, uh, and the success that they have on TNT, they might even expand to things like comic books, video games, and cartoons, be all under the Warner umbrella. So, and then there's also the mystery person showing up this Sunday on NXT. Um, there's two things it could be if male or female, if it's male, people are thinking it's Bo Dallas, if it's female could be Ember Moon, but with her Achilles heel injury, uh, probably doubtful that it's going to be her, most likely Bo Dallas. I, yeah. I guess. I don't know if I would care about either, unfortunately. Understandable. I mean, I mean, Bo Dallas was so good, and then they made him a joke, and now I don't know if I can watch. I don't know. Yeah, they'd have to do something uh, to spring him. But, you know, they sent Cesaro back there, uh, and he did well. TJ uh, Wilson went back there, or Tyson Kidd, should I say. Uh, he went there and uh, improved. Uh, even Finn Balor. So anything's possible. But part of the vignettes, it's said, he that person said it's been five years. So has Ember Moon been gone from NXT for five years? No, I don't think so yet. So I didn't catch that part, but it's been five years. So most likely it's going to be Bo Dallas. I would say I thought always... he was away from there for more than five years. I don't know. Cause that would put well, it in 2015 ish. Yeah. NXT has only been about that long. So, I mean, that's the only one that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. Okay, are we ready? And that concludes our news, and we're diving into Fantasy Warfare Tournament, the finals.
Okay. Uh, that didn't go off as I had planned, but we are uh, doing the finals. Uh, Stephen, do you want to tell everybody how we got here to the finals? Uh, I don't have the, all the brackets, but what? Uh, WCW winner was the Four Horsemen. WWF, which is everything uh, up to WrestleMania 17. The winner was The Undertaker. Here we go. Oh, here we go. So it's all the Four Horsemen beat Harlem Heat in the WCW finals. Um, the Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels 2-1 in the WWF finals. Again, that's up to WrestleMania 17. Triple H, the game, beat Stone Cold Steve Austin 2-1 in the WWE. So that's WrestleMania, the, the Monday night after WrestleMania 17 right through till forward. And as you watched us yesterday, Bobby Roode beat Rick Roode uh, 2-1 in what we call the wild card bracket. It had... Uh, and uh, or uh, TNA, WWE, WCW, everything because TNA didn't have enough uh, people at all. It was it was tough to even get to eight. Come on, TNA, step that game up on music. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, see there, we are going to start off with our first matchup uh, in this going to decide our final four. It is the Four Horsemen taking on The Undertaker. The Four Horsemen had a lot of uh, different incarnations. Um, mostly uh, people remember Arn Tully, uh, Rick, and Oli as the beginning, uh, replacing uh, also uh, putting in, uh, say, Barry Windham. And, but third, I mean, fourth spot rotated a lot. Uh, hearing their music, though, you start off with the horse galloping and then the uh, guitar riffs, and you know uh, who is coming out immediately. They come out down the ramp. They you got the symbol of excellence, and you know just the presence of one of the original uh, gangs that uh, and factions uh, that obviously reached legendary status. They are taking on the Undertaker. Uh, the version we used, and people can uh, go to our playlists that were uh, attached to each of these tournaments to hear the uh, versions. But you have Undertaker, and it's the Death March, uh, the gongs, the thing going on. Uh, it's just everything combined with Undertaker giving that dead man uh, image and we just lost Jonesy for a moment but oh here he comes but yeah we have uh, all those different things and then when you combine all that with his entrance with the uh, smoke the flashing lights the lights coming up coming down I have to give it to the Undertaker um, advancing uh, into the finals. Steven, your thoughts? Um, this one's very tough for me because I love both of them, but it's always going to be the symbol of excellence. So Jones. that means Jones gets to be the tiebreaker. Oh, joy. Uh, I thought he was going for Undertaker there. Um, 
it's tough, but it's not tough. I mean, really, it should be automatically Undertaker. Who else has an entrance like that? Um, but, I mean, the Horseman's entrance, it became a part of them. As soon as you heard that, you knew that the Horsemen were going to be represented, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I have to go with Undertaker because... Because of the visual, if there wasn't the visual there, then I'd be more apt to go with the other. But because of the visual that's created, I mean, you're getting your money's worth like double when Undertaker arrives. Because even if he doesn't perform great or the matches like a real quick one, who cares? You get the long entrance. And I mean, it uh, it's something that a lot of people, especially kids, will remember being there. So Under Undertaker for me uh, gets that one. Which takes us to the next matchup, which has Triple H against Bobby Roode. So you've got Triple H, the game is the theme we're using, and Bobby Roode, glorious. This one was easy for me. It's Triple H, the game. So it's, it's, you, you just know it's the game. Uh, I have to agree with a lot of that because, I mean, Triple H's entrance is kind of similar to the same feeling that they're trying to do with The Undertaker, setting a tone and the pageantry and signature stuff he does, spit and water, where the glorious one, musically, it's there. I think it's a great entrance. Um, but, yeah, The Undertaker one is just too hard to beat. It's Hollywood style, man. Yeah. Um, this one, I believe it's going to be a clean sweep as well uh, with Triple H uh, advancing because, yeah, once again, like how Undertaker has the smoke and the lights and everything, Triple H has the spotlight. He has the music, the spitting of the water, the lasers uh, going off, the green standing on the post and he poses and spits the water again. Uh, yeah. Lasers. Yeah. So we'll definitely have it uh, being uh, a finals with, oops, wrong one, with Undertaker taking on Triple H. Jonesy, you get to uh, decide how this is going to start. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a tough one. If they're against each other and you see both of those, I think it would depend on when it is. So I'm just going to assume this is like WrestleMania. And I mean... Triple H has had some great entrances, and if it wasn't WrestleMania, then I probably would go with Triple H. But when you have the extra stuff that they do, a lot more of the stuff that Triple H does, they already kind of have with them, uh, except for you know the 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 the, um, the big chair and stuff like that. But with Undertaker. They have a line of people or a line of caskets. Uh, 
um, a hell of a lot more smoke. But with Triple H, actually, you know what? I got to go with Triple H on this. I am uh, because except for the big, big shows, if you're in a small arena and Triple H comes out, uh, I think that one is it matches the Undertaker's and then a Raw, you're going to get pretty much the full under uh, the full Triple H entrance where you're not going to get a full Undertaker entrance uh, where WrestleMania you get Undertaker plus. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Triple H on this. Well, I think uh, Steven's going to be our tiebreaker because I'm going with Undertaker uh, just the longevity with the character, the uh, smoke and mirrors that uh, always appear, the druids, as you were mentioning, uh, Jonesy. Then they bring in the flames. Yeah, I can't go wrong with an Undertaker entrance. And I think Steven just uh, gave us a hint at who he's picking. winner after four weeks Thank you, Steven. Before we get uh, copyright infringement. Don't get me wrong, Triple H, I love that theme. What, The Undertaker? I, I, I would have gone with Undertaker, but then I started thinking that, again, The Undertaker is better if it's a big show where Triple H is at a regular show, like a Raw, you're going to have the green lasers and uh, the flashing lights and everything that he normally does, where The Undertaker, there's a lot of things you don't get unless it's a big show, a big pay-per-view or something. So that's why I went with Triple H's, because his is a little more... Um, Showy? Well, it it's, it's one that... Um, Budget-wise, I think is easier for them to do, and it packs almost the same punch. Uh, and I think it packs the same punch in a smaller arena or a small show. But once you get to WrestleMania size, then it's like, well, the Undertaker, you know, kind of kind of gets that. Um, yeah. So that concludes our four weeks of doing uh, the greatest theme songs. Sixty-four songs are put in there. There's a lot of cheesy songs that were missed from the 80s and early 90s. I think uh, maybe or next year we are going to look into some of those ones and narrow it down uh, with the era type deal. But those were what we did this, uh, this past uh, couple weeks. And you can see that every Wednesday at 6.15 on our Facebook and YouTube page. And somebody's done a lot of comments that I've missed. Oh, I have no idea who this Black Scorpion is. He's back and... I know who the Black Scorpion is. Making comments. So, thank you, Black Scorpion, and wanting uh, Sting, and uh, trick-or-treating, and pumpkins. Love them. Uh, but the next couple weeks, we are going to do uh, the greatest heel turns and the greatest face turns. So next week, uh, Stephen is going to be off uh, doing our safety uh, stuff for restaurants and whatever he needs to do to get sane. 
And uh, I believe Chris Maloney is going to be joining us, and we're going to look at the greatest heel turns. Some of them are going to include Andre the Giant showing up at uh, Piper's Pit to challenge Hulk Hogan and having uh, Bobby Heenan by his side. Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Jannetty and throwing him through the barbershop window. Stephanie McMahon turning on her dad and siding with Triple H. Christian turning on Edge. Uh, Seth Rollins turning on the shield. Owen taking out Brett's leg. Uh, Jake Roberts double-crossing the Warrior and Hogan becoming the third man of the NWO. There's a lot more, 16 in total, and then we're going to do uh, face turns, including Virgil uh, turning face, the reunion of uh, Savage and Elizabeth, Kevin Owens basically making Jericho a face when he uh, got put on the list of KO. There's so many uh, that we're going to do over the next two weeks. I hope you guys join us. And uh, Stephen looks like he's out of here because he has a phone call. Thank you, Stephen. We will see you soon. Bye. So just to wrap up uh, the show before we get to uh, this week in history, we are going to look at next then this weekend's uh, NXT show, which is going to be TakeOver. Some of the matches that are taking place include Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream. Uh, Velveteen Dream's recently turned heel, but uh, Kushida is... Uh, I think this first takeover that he's been on, I'm going to go with uh, Kushida picking up the victory because Velveteen Dream really doesn't need that. There is the Cruiserweight Championship is on the line as Santos Escobar takes a, uh, defends against Isaiah Swerve Scott. I think this might be a chance for Scott to pick up the title. Escobar does have uh, two henchmen with him, but I think the numbers game might be not uh, enough, and I see Scott picking up the victory. Then the North American Championship is going to be on the line as Damian Priest defends against Johnny Gargano. Uh, the hope is that Gargano and uh, Candice LeRae are going to walk, both walk out with gold, and have a family of gold. Priest just got the title, so I am going to go with Damian Priest retaining. And Io Shirai is defending against Candice Array. This might be a chance for LeRae to pick up the title, and uh, Shirai going up to the main roster, especially with the uh, draft happening soon, and it'll be a good uh, move for her. And the main event has... Finn Balor just recently uh, picked up that gold, defending against Kyle O'Reilly, who won a uh, gauntlet match. This is going to be a really good matchup between the two, and it looks like O'Reilly is turning face, but Balor is a face at the moment as well. Uh, I see Balor retaining the uh, gold on this one. Uh, just looking back quickly at last week's Clash of Champions, the kickoff match had Cesaro and Nakamura beat uh, Lucha House Party. Pretty standard match there. 
Sami Zayn captured the IC title in a uh, triple threat ladder match with Jeff Hardy and uh, AJ Styles. The unique thing about this one was that Sammy had uh, handcuffs with him. He put a handcuff through Jeff Hardy's ear and then hooked it onto the ladder. So Jeff had to carry it around the ladder with him. He attempted to uh, cuff Styles to the ropes, but got stopped. So he cuffed himself to Styles, but had a key in his mouth. He made sure that AJ had to climb up with him on his back. That's when uh, Jeff came along to distract, and Sammy got the key out, unlocked himself, and locked AJ onto the ladder, was able to go up and get that uh, title. For somebody who was going to get buried, that didn't happen. Uh, Bobby Lashley retained against Apollo Crews. No big whoop. Street Profits uh, retained their tag team titles over uh, Andrade and Garza, but it looked like Garza got uh, injured and there was a wonky finish because even Andrade kicked out and um, Angelo Dawkins was rather uh, annoyed by the ending of the match the way it did, but nobody all got the info. Oscar. Uh, retained over Zelina Vega. I missed that one before Bobby Lashley's match. But then Oscar uh, came out and challenged Bailey because nobody was there. Uh, Nikki Cross was not uh, attending, but Bailey used the chair. And then Sasha came out and uh, beat her up. It looks like they're going to Hell in a Cell together uh, later on this month. Uh, Drew McIntyre retained the WWE Championship over Randy Orton in an ambulance match. There was appearances by uh, Big Show, Christian, Shawn Michaels, and then Ric Flair drove off with the ambulance. Uh, we saw the result of uh, Randy Orton taking them out on Monday, uh, but Drew is still the champion. And Roman Reigns destroyed his cousin uh, Jay Uso uh, to prove that he's the big dog, the uh, island chief, whatever he wants to be called right now. And Jimmy uh, Uso, even though he's injured, came down to save his brother and threw in the towel and then covered up his brother when uh, Roman wanted to uh, inflict more pain. And Jimmy finally admitted, yes, you're the head of the table for the uh, family. So they're trying to do a heel thing with uh, Roman. We'll see how it goes. Jonesy, did you see any of that? Or what do you you think of the things that happened? Well, I, I did actually watch a little bit of Raw as I got the Sportsnet for uh, the Blue Jays games, so I'm glad that's over now. Um, <laughs> um, but I did watch probably the first two matches. Okay, so is Drew McIntyre like the most boring person on a microphone? Like that opening on Raw was absolutely horrid. It was so boring. That is your champion, and he talks like that? It's like it was his first day. Is that how he normally is? I just, because that's just, that's your champion? Like, really? Yeah. Like, I think he, he's suffering from, unfortunately, the uh, lack of crowds, because uh, WrestleMania would have been his crowning uh, achievement, which it was, but it was a little bit of a letdown because there was no crowd. And because there hasn't been a crowd, we truly don't know what the fan base is thinking of his current run. Yeah, I think he needs he needs to have a mouthpiece. He needs to have someone that talks for him. Because I mean, after watching that, 
uh, I'm like, no wonder I, I stopped watching most of WWE stuff because the people that they're choosing and how they're choosing to present their product, people now, like kids nowadays, they might think it's great, but as far as fans that have been fans for a long time, uh, you, you've lost tons of us because your product is so stale and uh, compared to what you gave us back in the 80s and then holy shit the late 90s came and it was a smorgasbord of good stuff and guys on their microphone now it's like you could tell McIntyre was working from like a power like a, a little power, um, point presentation like say this 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 and this because uh it's not <laughs> even that they are totally scripted they're not allowed. There's very few that were allowed to uh, ab lib. See, and and that I understand to a point why they do that, but it's it's ruined their um, their product. It's a different product now. It's, it's where... neutered, uh, quite a bit, and it's more of a scripted show than uh, impromptu. So and, and, um, and they've taken like. I don't know if you remember the matches uh, back in the 80s where you'd go and see it uh, live at a show. Their matches were scripted. That's one thing to script your matches where you can see the sh that match live and then see it a week later on TV from a different place. And it was the same bloody match. That's okay. But when you don't allow them to actually like why bother having characters if you can't because you're only having a few people writing for that character what about the person that's playing it like to me it makes no sense especially when you see that the the guys of yesteryear were so good at that and now you're just muting everyone like come on they all have basically the same voice and yeah not they're not character development uh, so, uh, just checking uh, back here, Chad uh, Peterson, he uh, said that Raw Underground did not go on because some wrestlers got COVID, and they're uh, doing a great job keeping anybody safe. Uh, yeah, and that's why uh, even the women's tag team uh, match didn't happen, uh, along with uh, Retribution not showing up on Monday, because there's a lot of people uh, there, because they're in Florida, a hotbed for COVID, they uh, end up missing out and they're doing the best they can, keeping things going with those who are staying safe. Then, of course, we have Chris Maloney popping in, who still needs to get rid of that beard, but he's uh, apparently uh, going to do a donation instead uh, to Steven's rest, uh, wrestling journey. Uh, but it says, dude on the left looks old. I'm only a few days older than you, my friend. And Jones has got the reverse BPP. Uh, goatee going on. I don't know well, what BPP is, yeah. but hopefully you can explain that. Well, I did have it down to here, but I decided, you know what, I, uh, I I'm going for job interviews and that now, so I gotta I gotta look a little clean, clean it up a bit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's all I got for uh, news and notes uh, this week. Uh, Stephen ended up having to take off a little bit early. Here than I expected. Uh, was hoping to do a little more with the uh, predictions, but we're going to wrap up the show as we do every week. 
with This Week in History. Josie. All right, here we go. This is the Week in History, September 25th to October 1st. I will say the day, and then I will go through that day, and then when the next day comes up, I will let you know. So hopefully you don't get too confused, and we'll do this as quick as we can. So September 25th. 33 years ago in Detroit, Ron Garvin defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship at the age of 42. The man with the hands of stone, two months later, uh, Garvin would drop the championship back to Flair in another steel cage at Starcade 87. 27 years ago today, Shawn Michaels, then the WWF IC champion walks out of the company and is stripped of his IC belt for allegedly testing positive for doing the juice. He was offered a job with WCW. However, he chose to be the replacement for Jerry Lawler, as he was indicated after being accused of raping and sodomizing a teenage girl. However, the charges would never be proven. And his nights at Survivor Series. Damn, WCW has got to be bad to choose to team with Gaylord Horowitz and Valentine over Turner money. Uh, that's, that's wow. Maybe it was just a couple years too early. That's why the money maybe wasn't as good. Uh, 27 years ago today at Madison Square Garden in New York City, Brian Christopher makes his WWF debut against a returning Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Christopher would later become the beloved Grandmaster Sexy. And 20 years ago today, WWF presented the first Raw is War on TNN after leaving the USA Network. 20 years ago today, on Nitro, I coughed. <clears throat> Vince Russo defeated Booker T in a cage match uh, to win the WCW Championship. The next night on Thunder, Russo retired from in-ring action. This was the ninth time the title was vacated since Russo came aboard. Uh, in fact, prior to the Russo era, that belt was only vacated three times. Uh, also on that Nitro show, the Natural Brone Thrillers, O'Hare and Ginger Crack, uh, won the WCW Tag Belts in a Battle Royal because the Tag Belts were vacated. 19 years ago today, at a SmackDown taping from Daytona, Ohio, Test and Booker T defeated the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. 14 years ago today in Oklahoma City, the first match of Raw was browned out due to technical problems. Uh, that match, Lita quickly won that match with a spear by Edge to Candice Michelle. Lita would uh, wrestle again uh, that night against a one-armed Xena, and she would lose. 13 years ago today at a SmackDown taping in Indianapolis, uh, the W. WE Cruiserweight Championship held by Hornswoggle is vacated and subsequently retired by General General Manager Vicky Guerrero. Uh, that title started as the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship in October 1991. 38 men and two women, Medusa and Daphne, held the championship. Uh, the Light Heavyweight Championship was contested in 91 and 92 in WCW before the championship was abandoned. It was reborn as the Cruiserweight Championship in 96 with Shinjiro Otani uh, winning the title in a tournament final. 
after the death of WCW, that belt was unified with WWF's light heavyweight belt. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship was reborn four years following the Cruiserweight Classic, with T.J. Perkins winning the tournament and the title. The new Cruiserweight Championship has a separate lineage from the original version. It's a happy 50th. Yeah, brown dad, that does sound bad, but, you know, I say it like it is. It's a happy 50th birthday uh, of Yoshi legend Erika Shishido, best known to uh, Yoshi fans as AJ Kong. Uh, she debuted in 1986, and in November 92, she ended Bold Nakano's three-year reign as WWWA world champion. Uh, Kong briefly wrestled in the United States in 95, most notably scoring all four eliminations for her team in a Survivor Series bout. Uh, in one bout on Raw, she broke the nose of Shapira Asari. Uh, Kong was set to feud with WWF Women's Champion Alunder Blaze, but Blaze, along with the entire women's roster, was released before the match uh, could occur and the division essentially abandoned. Uh, she competed for Gaea, G-A-E-A, -E not sure if I'm saying that right, uh, Legends, Legend Pro Wrestling, Hustle, Oz Academy, DDT, and for Shakira and Shimmer in the United States. She has three Wrestling Observer Newsletter um, rated five-star matches, two with uh, Manami Toyota, and is a member of the Publications Hall of Fame class of 2006. So, moving on to September 26th. 43 years ago today, in New York City's Madison Square Garden, Dusty Rhodes defeated WWWF champion superstar Billy Graham via countout. To say this belt was anticipated would be an understatement. The garden sold out, so a few thousand had to watch at the Felt Forum uh, via closed-circuit television. Uh, side fact, the Felt Forum is located below the MSG main arena and it seats uh, between 2,000 to 5,000 people. Uh, the theater has changed many names and is now known as the Hulu Theater. Uh, this theater has hosted many events, including Pro Boxing, WCW, and 93, NXT, Lucha Libre, Impact Lucha, Invades New York, NFL, NBA, and FIFA Drafts, uh, Mixed Martial Arts, the Jamie Awards, i like to know more about the Jamie Awards, uh, Jeopardy Tournaments, Wheel of Fortune, and Survivor All-Stars Finale. And I believe that's where that Owen Hart and... Uh, What's his nuts match uh, was probably. Um, 25 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, the Gladiator, Mike Awesome defeated Hayabusi uh, in a tournament final to win the FMW Brass Knuckles Championship. Uh, 21 years ago today, uh, WWF presented Unforgiven. This event had a referee strike because of abuse to officials and featured replacement referees. Jimmy Corderas was the only regular official on the show. It would be also the last WWF pay-per-view for head writers Russo and Ferreira. Uh, they would leave a few days for WCW and ruin their lives. Uh, D'Lo Brown defeated Mark Henry to win the WWF European Championship. Uh, Jarrett defeated China to retain the WWF IC Championship. Al Snow defeated the Boss Man and a Beauty, uh, the Kennel from Hell match to retain uh, the WWF Hardcore Championship. 
And Trope H defeated the rock band Kine, Kane, the Big Show, and the British Bulldog in a six-pack challenge to win the vacated WWF championship, and Stone Cold was the special referee. 17 years ago, the rundown premiered in theaters, which was a strike entertainment WWE uh, film's co-production. The film, while generally well-liked by critics, uh, was a bust at the box office. The film budgeted at $85 million, makes just under $81 million, with only $47.7 million coming domestically. Uh, aging action movie legend Arnold Schwarzenegger has an uncredited cameo in the film. However, I'm sure that it has made up that loss uh, with DVD sales, etc., etc. Uh, 16 years ago today, Mariah Kamalos uh, passed away from breast cancer. She was just 35. Uh, she was born September 3rd, 1969 in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Kamalos uh, would uh, be known to WWF fans as Mrs. Cleavage. She was a former BC competitive champion in 1997. Uh, she would appear on the cover of many fitness magazines, including in a span of four months, uh, in 97 on Muscle and Fitness, Flex, and Women's Physique World. 12 years ago today, SmackDown airs for the final time on the CW Network, the show born as one-off uh, special in April 99. It was picked up by UPN and was the first regular primetime wrestling show on broadcast television since the 1950s. It was an immediate hit and became the most watched show on the network. In February 2008, WWE and the CW mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, seven years ago today, Ring of Honor presented Glory by Honor, the final countdown from Manhattan Center in New York City. The show is noted for the final appearance of both Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness in ROH before heading to WWE. Um, Nigel would end up in TNA after failing a physical for WWE and the return of Jim Cornette just days after he was let go from TNA. Plus, Bret Hart appeared. Uh, five years ago today in Kansas City, John Zena defeated Alboro de Rio, CM Punk, and Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger in a five-man Hell in the Cell match to retain the WWE Championship. Uh, the belt was the post-show dark match for that evening's Raw taping, and it was the shortest Hell in the Cell match in history at the five-minute mark. Uh, and it's a happy 34th birthday today for Kenoko Yuri, uh, a.k.a. Asuka. Uh, the former graphic designer and video game journalist made her wrestling debut with the all-Yoshi uh, promotion A2Z. Chronic nephritis and inflammation of the kidneys uh, forced Yuri away from the ring in 2006 and opened her own graphics design agency. A year and a half later, she would work as a freelance performer for over 12 promotions. Away from the ring, she is a fan of the American culture. September 27th. 55 years ago today, Bruno San Martino's WWF championship belt was stolen from a locked car in New York City. There was speculation the belt ended up in Avon, New York, uh, attic back in 2012. However, it's still believed uh, that it's never actually been recovered, so it could still be out there. Neato. Uh, 26 years ago today, an Oscar... Oh, sorry, Osaka, uh, Japan, uh, Norio Honaga uh, defeated Wild Pegasus, Chris Benoit, in a face mask. 
In the finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was vacated uh, because of Jushin Thunder Liger had a broken leg. Others in the tournament included Black Tiger, uh, Eddie Guerrero, in a mask. 25 years ago today at a WCW Saturday night taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Harlem Heat uh, defeated the American Males, uh, Alexander Bagwell and Scotty Riggs, to win the WCW Tag Team Championships. However, the match was never acknowledged and was retaped two weeks later with the same result. Uh, 18 years ago today, WWF presented Breakdown in Your House from the Cups Coliseum in Hamilton, and they're still trying to get the smell off all the banners. Uh, September 28th, 35 years ago today, uh, AWA presented Super Clash 85, NADA champions from Comiskey Park in Chicago, Illinois. 20 yeah, 20,000 fans were in attendance for the co-promoted card presented under the Pro Wrestling USA banner. NWA, WCCW, and All Japan Pro Wrestling were all represented on the card. Uh, Jim Crockett, however, would pull all of his performers out of the future AWA events in Pro Wrestling USA due to dispute over ticket uh, gate sales. Uh, on that show, uh, Stephen Regal defeated uh, Brad uh, Ringens uh, to retain the AWA World Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Sherry Martel defeated uh, Candy Devine to win the AWA Women's uh, Championship. Little Tokyo defeated Little Mr. T to retain the NWA Midgets Championship. I still hurts, but I lost $50 on that match. Kerry Von Erich defeated Jimmy Garvin to retain the WCCW Texas Heavyweight Championship. The Road Warriors defeated the Fabulous Freebirds, uh, Hayes and Gordy, by disqualification to retain the AWA World Tag Team Championships. And Slaughter defeated Boris Sukoff. Ric Flair defeated Bankdom TA. And Rick Martel and Stan Hansen fought to a double DQ. Holy crap, what a lineup that would have been to see. Uh, 23 years ago today in Kawasaki Stadium, um, Atushi Onita defeated uh, Wing Karamura in a no-ropes barbed-wire-exploding landmine cage match. On the undercard, Matasato Tanaka defeated Mike Awesome to unify the FMW Brass Knuckles in Independent Heavyweight Championships. 20 years ago today on Raw is War from Detroit, Michigan, Vince McMahon attempts to award the WWF Championship to Undertaker and or Kane when Steve Austin crashes the ceremony in a Zamboni uh, and the Brothers of Destruction uh, broke McMahon's leg because um, they can. On that show, uh, 22 years ago today on Nitro, um, from New York, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart fought to a no contest. It is the only televised singles match between the two in wrestling history. Uh, 20 years ago today on a SmackDown taping, the Bulldog and Triple H uh, fought to a no contest in a WWF championship match. Uh, that was the one where The Rock was the special referee and is features perhaps the best people's elbow ever. Slide, Rocky, slide. Nine years ago today, WWE signed the bashing Bulgarian. Uh, I'm not going to say his real name because, wow, that's a handful. Uh, he was trained by Gangrel and Rikishi at Nux Pro Wrestling Academy. 
He has garnered success in WWE as Rusev, and who now is over in uh, AEW. It's a happy 28th birthday to Nevin Everhart, best known to wrestling fans these days as Jason Jordan. Uh, and it's a happy birthday, uh, 53rd birthday, to Steve Blackman. He was born in Anvil, Pennsylvania. Blackman took up competitive bodybuilding and weightlifting before trying professional wrestling. Blackman briefly worked for Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling before making sporadic appearances for the WWF in 88. He defeated David Sammartino in his debut match for the company. He considered a full-time contract with the company, but contracted malaria and dysentery while wrestling in South Africa in 1989. Blackman would be bedridden for two years, during which time he lost most of his muscle mass. After recovering from malaria, Blackman spent four years in physical therapy. He would take up martial arts, specifically taekwondo and eskrima. Uh, after getting back to fighting shape, Blackman contacted uh, friends Owen Hart and Brian Pillman for a WWF tryout, and the rest is history. Uh, September 29th, 35 years ago today in St. Paul, Minnesota, Jim Garvin and Steven Regal defeated the Road Warriors to win the AWA World Tag Team Championships. Uh, 32 years ago in... North Carolina, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeated the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Morton and Gibson, via submission to win the NWA World Tag Team Championships. 27 years ago, at a WWF taping in Portland, Maine, the Rock and Roll Express made their WWF debut with a loss to Well Done after interference for Jim Cornette in the Heavenly Bodies. God, that's gotta suck to lose the Well Done. Uh, 22 years ago today, at a Raw Is War taping in East Lansing, Michigan, D'Lo Brown defeated X-Pac to win the WWF European Championship. The show airing, I never knew that about black men either, uh, to win the WWF European Championship. Uh, the show airing six days later is most noted for mankind in a feeble attempt to cheer up Mr. McMahon, introduced the sock puppet, Mr. Socko. And, of course, later on, he also got schmucked upside the face with a bedpan from Stone Cold Steve Austin. 17 years ago today on Raw from Chicago, Illinois, Rob Van Dam defeated Christian in a ladder match to win the Intercontinental Championship. 15 years ago today, CM Punk wins his debut for Ohio Valley Wrestling over Danny Inferno. 14 years ago today, Just Incredible was officially released from uh, WWE. And that would be five years ago, WWE tapes their decade of SmackDown special, celebrating 10 years on the air from the TD Bank North Garden Boston. Uh, that, I think, is wrong. Uh, uh, being only at five years, so that's probably supposed to be 21, is my guess, or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, who cares? It's a happy birthday, uh, 46th birthday, to Stacey Lee Carter, best known to wrestling fans as Miss Kitty or the Cat. Uh, September 30th. 56 years ago today, both Shohei Giant Baba and Antonio Noki made their professional wrestling debuts for the Japanese Wrestling Association. 48 years ago today, WWWF presented Showdown at Shea Stadium uh, in New York. It would be the first of three events the WWWF held at what became the former home of the Mets. Um, it 
featured uh, WWF champion Pedro Morales and former champion Bruno Sammartillo fought to a draw for the title. The bout ended after 65 minutes due to, due to curfew regulation, uh, regulation, regulations. It's a happy 42nd birthday for the original Gold Daddy Girl and former WWE diva Candice Michelle. And finally, wrapping it all up, October 1st, 35 years ago today, at a WWF taping, Rick McGraw appeared on Piper's Pit, calling out Roddy Piper's lack of television matches. The segment would set up Piper versus McGraw at the next set of TV tapings where Piper destroyed McGraw. Interestingly, McGraw died the same week the match aired. Uh, McGraw died of a heart attack. Uh, 31 years ago today in Rochester, Minnesota, the destruction crew Enos and Wayne defeated Greg Gagne and Paul Diamond in a tournament final to win the vacated AWA World Tag Team Championship. 27 years ago today in Philly, Eastern Championship Wrestling presented NWA Bloodfest Part 1. This was the first show booked by its eventual owner, Paul Heyman. Uh, Terry Funk defeated Jimmy Snuka to retain the ECW TV belt. Also on the show, Sabu and the Tasmaniac debuted against each other with Sabu winning that match. And finally, 15 years ago today, TNA Impact debuts on Spike TV. The, the show featured the TNA debuts of the Dudley Boys, known as uh, Team 3D, and the return of Kevin Nash. And back to you, Sean. Oh, I think you're on mute there, Sean. I can't hear you. Oops, I pulled Yay. a doozy. <laughs> Yay. It's about time I did one of those. Uh, no, thank you, Chris, for uh, doing How long was that, that one? Um, and, um, <laughs> That was about a good fifteen minutes. I'm I'm thinking, wow, I had a chance to get a drink and everything. Um, it definitely appreciate. I love our uh, this segment of being able to learn some things that may never have known before. As uh, Chris Maloney said, uh, the what you put about yeah, uh, Steve Blackman. Yeah, was I didn't used know to, that he uh, was already with WWE before we actually you know really knew that he was there. So. And then what happened to him? Wow. I'm right here. I just got to let my cat in. Yeah. Uh, Chris and uh, Chad Patterson, uh, Peterson uh, mentions that uh, we lost Amel. Yeah, we uh, did a tribute to Amel last week, but uh, definitely thank you for that reminder. Uh, Animal will uh, be remembered uh, dearly by uh, wrestling fans. Also, what? Um, also wanted to mention you were talking about uh, birthdays. Uh, yesterday was Brad Meyer's birthday, uh, referee for the Ontario indie scene uh, and commentator for Smash Wrestling. Plus then today is Leah Vaughn's uh, birthday and uh, she just uh, recently became a mother again. So congratulations on that part and also happy birthday to Leah Vaughn, uh, London's own. So... Isn't it um, funny that some of that history stuff 
is like, oh my God, that seems like yesterday. And it's like, oh, 15 years ago, like 20 years ago. Like I remember when TNA debuted on Spike and that was 15 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies by. And I also got thinking, and we might have to discuss this off uh, air, but with all the richness that you're bringing to uh, finding all those uh, different milestones, we might need to make our own little uh, separate This Week in History show with a couple of topics being expanded upon more. Uh, like we do with Fantasy Warfare Tournament, and we get to talk about them and also our impressions, the memories of it being 15 years ago. Oh, my God, I w- where was I when that happened type deal? Uh, you know, we are coming up, well, a couple of weeks ago, where were you when the WD did the September 13th show two days after 9-11, you know? And so if we sit down and talk about it, we might be able to uh, pull out a maybe a half hour show uh, just doing a, a discussion topic with this week in history, diving deeper into some of those things that you uh, bring to this. So yeah, because we'll, there's, uh, there's a lot that I edit out, uh, even as I'm talking about it, if I'm noticing it's going pretty damn long, because uh, I didn't have time to uh, time this one out to see how long it actually be. Apparently, because I'm 44 and only a few days older than our friend here uh, chatting, I am older in the dirt. So thank you, Chris, for pointing that out. And he feels with your research, you deserve to be paid. And oh, but he, he does. He does pay me by storing my, uh, my uh, bowling ball in my shoes. There we go. And 15 minutes of interesting content. Jonesy deserves to be paid. Well, like I just said, uh, Chris, and hopefully if it does uh, shake out to being that, you might be a part of it. Could be a nice half-hour show digging deeper into uh, history and adding more to the uh, Scumbags Podcast Network. I could mix it with some trivia, perhaps. There we go. So we'll uh, see what happens, and uh, we will talk off the air. But I want to thank everybody who tuned in, whether it's uh, Chad Peterson, uh, Chris Maloney, uh, even uh, our lovely Black Scorpion uh, friend. Uh, Maybe one day he'll be revealed and unmasked and uh, not be using the Ole Anderson voice. But uh, thank you, everybody, for being a part of this. Tune in next week for episode number 122. We'll look back at NXT TakeOver uh 31 that's happening this sunday on the WWE network tune in uh next wednesday as chris maloney chris jones and myself uh look back at 16 of the greatest heel turns on fantasy warfare tournament and that will be coming up uh next week on wednesday on youtube and facebook thank you chad peterson you stay safe as well we're doing uh great here This show is available on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live as we speak, and it will be available on audio format whenever you want it for uh, your pleasure, whether you're walking your dog, driving to work, or just relaxing. Uh, So we'll see what happens on that one. Tune in next week, and be sure to also support Stephen's Wrestling Journey by buying 
one of uh, the t-shirts that we have and uh, money is going to go to Sick Kids Hospital, just like Stephen lets us know right here. You know what Tyson, Karen, Brett, and Jody Threat ha has in common? They all support Scumbags Wrestling. And if you buy this poster or shirt, you will, all the money goes to my charity. So please. Unfortunately, uh, as we get later in the show, videos are a little bit harder to play. I don't know why. Just maybe the content and broadband. All the information. Yeah. But uh, anyways, you can contact us all uh, on Instagram, Twitter, on our Facebook page. If you want one of the T-shirts, $25 till the end of the week. Uh, posters are $10. Money going to Sick Kids Hospital. Contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. I can personally drop them off to you. I can also accept e-transfer or cash. Just support a great cause. I don't get any money out of this. Uh, just good research, and we're going to uh, check out. So thank you again. Have a great week.